Hey, Scott. Hey, Nick. Oh, what's up? Why do you look so down? I just... I can't believe Back to the Future Minute is over. Hey, it's okay, man. You got Spider-Man Minute. You got the Doctor's Companion. What more do you want? What? You want your favorite uh, scientist and little uh, little assistant? You want me to do Doc and Marty? <gasps> right? You'll get over it. You'll be fine. Oh, who the hell put this on? It's on random. For God's sake. Look, it's not that I want to keep doing Back to the Future Minute forever. I'm just trying to say that I need something a little more. I want to get out there and do interesting stuff. Podcast a little. And I'd love to be able to do it with you, but I want you to want to do it too. I agree. We should get out there, but what can we do? How about a Cornetto? A Cornetto? Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy. First, we'll start with a bite of Shaun of the Dead. Then, we'll take some shots of hot fuzz, and later, we'll wrap it all up with a couple of pints at the world's end. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! The Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we take car, go to mums, kill Phil, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, and have a nice cold pint one minute at a time. It all blows over starting with Shaun of the Dead this October at DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. another episode of Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast that overanalyzes the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Victoria Cope. And we have uh, Adam Liebrick Johnson with us once more. Welcome back, Adam. Insert clever greeting here. <laughs> Thank you for, uh, for, yes, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> okay, Mr. Burns <laughs> over there. <laughs> I just, for some reason you said excellent and that was just like, in, uh, just Im- immediately. Was what came to mind. Excellent. <laughs> Gotta do the, the tent fingers. Yes, and... yes, yes. Uh, today we're talking about Minute 54. Minute 54 starts with a very distraught Filch. I feel like I've said that every day this week. Well, he's been very distraught this week. He's his continuously distraught. Continuously distraught. Well, his cat's not dead, but, you know, she might as well be. He's, wor- he's worried about You cat. murdered my cat. My cat. He's, he's a concerned cat dad. Yes. Oh, concerned cat. Hashtag concerned cat dad. Uh, and it ends with a bad sign. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hermione says it's a bad sign. Yeah. Uh, we start this minute with uh, <laughs> with Filch, uh, which I spoiled yesterday, but Filch saying that, that he wants to see some punishment. I want to see some punishment. I wrote it in my notes, like, lowercase to upper caps, like, just blowing it up as he... Yeah, like, it goes from, like, like, lower to higher register. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, it's really good. 
It's really, really good. And then the frown, the frown afterwards, and him, he's shaking. He's so mad. Yeah. He's like, you're letting these kids get away with it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I take a moment and mention how much I love Filch's costume? I do, too. Like, he looks like a Victorian lamplighter. Yes! Yes! I was, I was about to say Like the cravat and the, 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 the waistcoat uh-huh. and the, 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 the tattered overcoat. and Like, he, he looks very Dickensian. Yes! He looks like... He looks like he could be in a different movie. Like, you could put him in... You put him in the Christ- in a Christmas carol and he'd fit right in. Yeah, yes, you wouldn't even have to yes. change his clothes. Oh, he'd make a great mm-hmm. Scrooge. Oh my god. Oh my god! He would. That would be so great. That would be so great. I'd watch the hell out of that. Oh god. Now I'm just thinking about about him as Ebenezer Scrooge. Bah. Just I'm skipping back. down the street at the what, end saying uh, Merry Christmas, Christmas to everyone. Do they still listen to the Christmas like stories? I don't know. I Like do they know about Scrooge? I think that the wizard and muggle worlds have been separate long enough that they wouldn't. Like yeah, the statute of secrecy predates Dickens. Exactly. Not by much, exactly. but but it, it does. So like, I don't by a couple think hundred that, years. I don't think that they would know about Ebenezer Scrooge or a Christmas Carol. You could totally do. I mean, ghosts exist in Harry Potter's. So you could do. A Christmas Carol style thing with Filch. I think it loses because, its effectiveness, though. Yeah, you're. Uh, yeah, because you're totally ghosts, right. ghosts exist. One of the whole things about Scrooge is he's surprised by the existence uh-huh, of ghosts when he's visited. Like yeah. if, if if he if, wasn't living at Hogwarts, it'd be a different thing. If nearly headless Nick came into his chamber to teach him something, he'd just wave a broom at him until he left. <laughs> wave a broom through him until yes. he left. Oh my God! It's like a. Uh, it's like it's it's like Steven Universe taking the the broom to Hollow Pearl and wiping her out of existence. <laughs> oh, Hollow Pearl. Oh, Hollow Pearl. Ugh. Hollow Pearl. <laughs> Hollow Pearl's fusion, fusion dance Dad. is my Patronus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I love it. I've been playing the Steven Universe game on my Xbox lately and it's amazing. I wish I had a modern console. It's so good. One of the one of the moves that Pearl can do is she can produce Hollow Pearl to distract enemies while you're uh, while the rest of your party's fighting. It's awesome. We're not here to talk about Steven Universe. Are you sure we're not? We're always down to talk about Steven Universe. But, but right now we're talking about Harry Potter. Right now we are. T- right now we were talking. Well, we were talking about Charles Dickens. That's true. <laughs> yeah, if you want to be technical. So so. Dumbledore, um, Dumbledore tells Filch, like, totally ignores the statement about punishment and is like, we'll be able to cure her. Madam Pomfrey is work, or not Pomfrey, uh, Madam Sprout is working on uh, a fresh batch of mandrakes, which will be able to be used to cure her petrification. And when he says that, she steps forward very proudly. Yeah, she almost looks like she's, like, about to say something, and then Dumbledore keeps going. And so she just <laughs> she nods. Takes, yeah, she's like, oh, Sprout. But she's, but she's very proud moment. of her mandrakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you all laughed also, at herbology. You all laughed. But, yeah. But who's yeah. laughing now? <laughs> who's, who's laughing now? now? <laughs> oh, yeah, she like, she, like, really lights up, too, because she's in the background, like, almost behind McGonagall, and as soon as she gets mentioned, like... 
her, she like lights up and she kind of grins and, and uh, it's it's kind of cute. And then we, of course, get the reaction shot from Phil just being like open mouth, like what? That but, doesn't. But punishment. What a, <laughs> but punishment. <laughs> Which makes me think that he'd almost rather Mrs. Norris be incurable just so he could punish someone. He, he just he wants to see some punishment. I've got to say it like that every time. I'm going to do that every time. Although, let's face it, Filch always wants to see some punishment! <laughs> yes! Yes. And then Dumbledore, before leaving, recommends caution to everyone. And I feel like this is specifically for the trio. Like, the rest of the professors are... They, they understand that this is a serious situation and, like... They're grown-ass wizards. They know what they're doing. <laughs> he's he, definitely... I, I, I he's feel kind like of looking almost, right at them Does he, he look at them? He's yeah. looking right he at them. He looks right at them. Don't wrap yourself up in this, kid. Like, this is bigger than out. you. Yes. Yes. Although it's Harry really not because no it's Harry Potter. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah. And Dumbledore has no qualms about putting Harry in danger. You know, it's weird. I'm like... I don't... I have not gotten the impression that Dumbledore is as mm, like railroading Harry as much in this one as, as we seemed to pick up in the first. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's probably there like in the background anyway. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that as we get through this movie, we'll probably get a little more inclination of like what Dumbledore is up to during Goblet of, or not during Goblet, during Chamber of Secrets, like what he's doing kind of behind the scenes. Um, we get a lot more Dumbledore in this movie than we did in the last one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Is this, is this Richard Harris's last movie or is it the next one? Um, I think it's this one. Okay. Well, yeah. good that he got more to do in this one than the last one. Yeah. Yeah, he's... he gets a lot of, um, we get a lot of good Harry and Dumbledore in this movie because mm-hmm. they literally only had like two sequences in the last one at the well, I, I love at hearing the year and then at the end i love hearing dan radcliffe talk about richard harris too yeah oh it's so adorable yeah, the, he uh, i love him talking about the uh no this must not be his last one because they were talking about the phoenix isn't that in the next movie no the phoenix is in this one okay yeah then yeah then and then richard harris was convinced that the phoenix was real <gasps> yeah 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 i uh we we will get to it later when we see the when we see fox for the first time but uh oh fox Chris Columbus had some good uh, commentary on that as well. We need to add Fox to the Pet Revengers. <laughs> Forks. I, Fox is like the Bosley. He has to, like, Fox's role is to send them out on their missions. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a Charles Charlie's Angels reference. I would I would have called him M. But that's because I, uh, you're I'm a Bond fan. You're a Bond fan, and I'm not. Yeah, I definitely think that Fox, Fox would have the Dumbledore role. He's just, like, behind the scenes. Right? Like, he doesn't do stuff. Nah. 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 <laughs> so he recommends caution to them, and uh, and then we cut out of this. Before, okay, so so do we have anything else we want to talk about before we leave this hallway? Uh, just the the nod from, from Rupert Grint after Dumbledore says, I recommend caution. To all. Mm-hmm. And, and like, Ron is so, like, uh-huh, yes, sir, yes. Uh-huh, yep. yes. Totally, caution, yep. yeah. <laughs> we'll be cautious. I promise mm-hmm. I will. We, we don't want anything to do with this. Nope, not at all. They're going to go sulk off and be like, oh, phew. Yeah. Well, we dodged another bullet, except I don't know what a bullet is because I'm a wizard. 
<laughs> right? We dodge uh, another jinx? Yeah, no, that works. All right. Go. I wasn't sure. I wasn't I kinda questioned it, but I'll stand I'll stand by that statement. So then we cut to this really I actually really like this shot. This like top down shot of the moving staircases. But I every time we see, you know, in the last oh, actually it's in the it's, last movie we had the inverse shot. Going up from the bottom, yeah. Yeah. This this one I like the shot, but it, it amazes me how poorly the uh, the the moving staircases effect has aged. Yeah, because looking at it, like the lighting's not quite right, and it's kind of pixelated along the edges of the stairs. The you know, like the resolution isn't quite high enough, and uh, yeah, it's a little rough. And like Hermione is clearly not on that staircase when she walks out of the hallway. That that's a really weird composite. Oh yeah. And there's another weird composite in the in the archway, you know, on the next flight down. There's another student walking by in the background that also seems like they're not quite there. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's kind of bizarre. When I, you're, I, yeah, it's because it's wa- like these movies aren't it, meant to be watched at this level. Exactly, exactly. Because I was going to say, like, when you just let it play, it looks really, like, kind of smooth. But, yeah, when we're going, like, frame by frame like this, you can definitely see, like, oh, that doesn't quite... <laughs> line up right and, and if you look like, below if you look below the staircases like like 90 percent of those portraits don't have anything in them nope they're just uh empty frames it's so weird hey i think um since we're sitting here uh before we actually like push in on hermione on the staircase i'm pretty sure that that portrait of the little girl she's wearing a white dress and she's got like a white uh, something in her hair and she's like holding flowers. I think Chris that's Columbus's the daughter? same. Yeah. I think that's the same portrait that like curtsied at Ron last movie when Harry was like, I think she fancies you. <laughs> and so like right next to, right next to her portrait. I mean, I'll talk about it tomorrow. is like my favorite, one of my favorite portraits, but it's been um, so long since I've seen the first movie, but I think you might be right. Yeah. It looks like this might be the same. Yeah. And that makes sense. They're going up, up to the Gryffindor common room. And so they're taking the same path that we saw in the first movie. I never even really considered that. I wonder how consistent that is like stuff like that is with later. I imagine that it's just these two. One thing I really do like about the portraits in this scene is um, there's a really diverse uh, array of time periods depicted in them. Yeah. You know, like the, the witch uh, right to the to the left of the archway where the trio comes out of, she's very dressed in a very Elizabethan costume you know, with mm-hmm. a big ruff around the, the neck. And then right next to her is more of an 18th century sort of pilgrim era outfit. Yeah. And then next to them is another one of those. And then, you know, the 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 girl with the, the flowers who, who may have curtsied at Ron is very, you know, 19th century. It's really cool how there, there's just wizards from all time periods across this this whole thing. Yeah. Um, do you think, do you think that all these, uh, okay, I have two different questions and they're, one is like just movie set design thing. Like they just, I like that, of course, the set designers thought to, yeah, as you were saying, display all these different time periods and different witches and wizards in the context of the universe, in Hogwarts, in the books or movies, whatever. Do these portraits represent people who, like, made important contributions to the wizarding world or, like, were students at Hogwarts at some point or, like, who are all of these people? 
Do you think that all these portraits have little, like, nameplates under them? I mean, the, the history of the wizarding world is such that there have been heroes and notable wizards for, you know, over a thousand years. Yeah. I, I'd imagine that yeah. they're, they're, you produce enough notable witches and wizards to have portraits hanging in the gallery at Hogwarts. I... Maybe, maybe it's, you know, some of them are painted by, like, members of the Hogwarts Art Club. Yeah, Maybe. You know, because I'm certainly I'm certain there's not an actual art class at at Hogwarts, but there might be a, an extracurricular club or something like that. I'm so into that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I like that idea. I imagine that Hermione must like. I could imagine her like between classes, just like really taking her time and moving through the the hallways here, like like a museum. Like, yeah. taking in, like, each of these witches and wizards, especially because they, like, move, and then some of them, like, they talk, and so you can have, like, a... You could have a conversation like, with a historical yeah. personage. Yeah, it's so amazing like, to could, me. Could, could you imagine if, like, a wizard had painted a portrait of, say, George Washington and talking to that portrait? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. That's so fascinating. I love that. I want more of the portraits. Speaking of which, uh, the... Three, two portraits up the stairs from the, the girl who may or may not have curtsied at Ron, I think is the one who said, welcome to Hogwarts. Yes. Yes, I think you're right. Because he's holding yeah, the, the think, paper and stuff. I, I think that this is absolutely the same um, corridor. The Which same makes sense because they're heading up to the Gryffindor common room. Yeah. Yep. I like this a lot. Continuity. Usually we don't see, a... yeah, I never really, like, because so many different people have, have had the reins on these movies, I never really looked for the continuity and, like, like set design things, like, beyond, you know, well, I mean, Diagon Alley there, there's and a lot of There's a lot of continuity between, you know, Chamber of Secrets and Philosopher's Stone, because yeah. it's the same director. Absolutely. But after that, I mean, you know, they changed a lot of things completely after. Well, it's also, because it's not... I guess I guess this is like a set that they're shooting on, right? Like yeah. at the beginning of the minute we see the staircase, it doesn't look quite. But when we push in next to them, like yeah, like this is definitely just something that they built and they probably just reused. So it would make sense that you would have the same. And you know the great the great the, the great hall stays pretty much the same throughout the. the That's the true. Whole. Yeah, there are a lot of good there are a lot of good set pieces that they built at the beginning and just like reused, and it's really effective. You know, bucket list for me is going to England and seeing the the, the Warner Brothers. Uh, oh no! Exhibition no. there of all the sets. Oh, I'd be so cool. I just want to walk around them. Do they they still have to have that big Hogwarts model somewhere, right? Yes, it's it's a it's part of the tour, as is the Great Hall. Oh, I and would love to do, do that. They actually do themed dinners in the Great Hall too. Oh my god! Like yes. they do a, they do a, they do like a Christmas dinner and a Halloween dinner in the Great Hall. That's amazing! Yeah. That would be a dream come true. I want to do it so bad. It so ain't that, okay. Cheap, though. We should get to like what they talk about, yeah. Push in. I'm just gonna appreciate we're just gonna appreciate this set design for the next Yeah. That's a beautiful set. It's so yeah, it's really it's really well done. Um so we push into them on the staircase and Hermione's saying, like, it's strange. Like first you hear this voice, and then Mrs. Norris turns up petrified, and Harry asks you don't think I sh- uh, I should have told them, uh, do you, Dumbledore and the others? And Ron goes, are you mad? <laughs> yeah. Because apparently wizards can be crazy, too. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's exactly what Hermione says. Like, like no, even in the wizarding world, hearing voices 
isn't a good sign. It's amazing to me that Hermione knows more about the Wizarding World than Ron, who grew up in the Wizarding World in a prominent family of very powerful magic users. How often do you think they, like, leave the burrow? I mean, you know, Arthur leaves every day. But I feel like Ron, I feel like the kids, like, I don't think that, I think that Molly hauling all the kids out would be, like, an ordeal. Yeah, they, they probably go, like, visit the neighbors, but that's about the most. And even that's a trek because, you know, they live on a farm. Yeah, they live on a farm near a muggle village. There's got to be more more wizarding families around them, though. I would assume so. I don't know. I don't know how close the nearest... Because, you know, the, the yeah. Potters lived in a, in a muggle village, too. Yep. Godric's, yep, yep. Hollow, Godric's Hollow, despite the name, is a That's muggle village. That's true. Uh, it would be interesting to me... Yeah, it would be interesting to me. I guess there probably are a couple of, like, wizard families maybe living in that little... That little village down from the borough. It would be very isolating to not have uh, anyone you could talk to nearby. Especially for Molly, who's such a uh, a gossip. Yes. (laughs) She and Petunia would get along if they weren't from opposite sides of the muggle boundary. Uh, The wizard boundary. They they disagree about parenting. Yeah, that is true. But I think that they would they would be all about like gossiping about their neighbors. Like, oh my god, did you see what happened to Yes. Do you hear Mrs. Fig broke her leg? <laughs> oh, Dudley was on his bike. <laughs> Ran her over. Aww. Oh, could you could you imagine if Harry and Ron had grown up together? Oh, <sighs> cute. I love I oh man. Would they still be, be so... best friends or would they hate each other? I think they'd still be best friends. Yeah, so do I. Oh, hey, so looking there there is a nameplate on at least a couple of those portraits in the, yeah, in the, I can, the gallery there. Yeah, there's a couple that you see like actually in the frames, and then a couple of them beneath frames that are like uh, other, um, a couple of the other paintings or portraits. There's not one on on my favorite, the 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 guy that's like listening to Hermione here. <laughs> I really like I really like that it's Hermione standing on the staircase looking down at Harry and Ron, and this portrait on the wall is also looking up at her. So it's actually three heads watching Hermione. <laughs> Because like, well, as, as usual, Hermione is the smartest in the room. Always. <laughs> oh, she's always the smartest in the room. It, she still is, like, in real life, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Emma Watson is Hermione. Like, it, that's... It's interesting. I listened to... Uh, I saw some interviews with her behind the scenes, and she was talking about how she thought... <clears throat> she felt like she was more like Hermione in, like, the early couple movies, and then the character gets kind of more complicated as she grows up. And I feel like... I feel like she never really grew out of it, though. No, she's still the, the smartest, most capable of the trio. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm totally okay with Rupert Grint just driving around his ice cream truck, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's the life. Uh, ice cream. I'm going to go find him. Can I get served some ice cream from Rupert Grint? Hermione is displaying some Amelia Clark eyebrows in this minute. <laughs> yes. I had to let it go back forward just to see what you meant and, like, as soon as you said it. Oh, God. She has extremely expressive eyebrows. She really does. I just, it's, I love the way she says, she delivers this line, like, even in the wizarding world, hearing voices is not good. (laughs) And then she looks like the the barest moment of her looking really concerned, like she actually thinks Harry might be crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just that very last second at the, at the end here. She kind of like purses her lips a little bit and, uh, oh man, poor Harry. Harry needs to go to St. Mungo's. He's hearing voices. He's not right in the head. 
<laughs> no, no. I think that's I everything still... I have for today. Yeah, yep, that's all I have. I was about to make a snarky joke, but I'm not gonna. Oh, I f- I'm so sorry that I interrupted your snarky joke. No, it was about Harry and his his not a bad mind that the Sorting Hat says. <laughs> the Sorting Got Hat you. may need to be readjusted. <laughs> Perfect. I like that. I'm into that. All right. Thank you for joining us again. Um, would you like to let everyone know, of course, once more where they can find you? Uh, just find me around the internet, Facebook. Uh, send me a friend request. I'll be happy to to talk with you. Oh yeah. Good stuff. Find me in the uh, the Harry Potter Minute and the Listeners Army group, which is one of my favorite groups on Facebook. Oh, I appreciate that. There's so many because of all the movies by minutes. I was trying to follow as many yep. of them as I could, and so now I'm in like dozens upon dozens of groups. But yeah, like I miss the Fifth Element at Listener Society. Me too. Me too. We're gonna have Crystal Beth on here in a few. In uh, I think in a few weeks. I don't want to like say that and then put my foot in my mouth when schedules don't. I, work I out, think. But. I think the whole reason I want to do a minute podcast is to have Crystal Beth on. When when we started Harry Potter Minute, Crystal sent me a. Uh, uh, she just like followed me on Twitter, and I lost it. I like took a screenshot and messaged my friend, and was like, "Oh my god, Crystal Beth and I are following each other." She's like one of my favorite people. She's awesome. That's oh, so great, guys. Uh, if you if you haven't heard, I mean, Crystal was on our show, but if you haven't heard uh, Fifth Element, it, you definitely have to go check that one out as well. It's it's one of the best of the minute podcasts. I I would abs- I would wholeheartedly agree with you. And if you want to check out other shows in our format, you go to moviesbyminutes.com. I believe there are like eighty five shows on the Movies by Minutes website right now. We're gonna we're gonna hit a hundred pretty soon. So go check that out and come back tomorrow as we wrap up the week. It's minute fifty five. Mischief managed. Wrong one again. Hey. Victoria was like, like, what? what? Oh. (laughs) It's been too long already. Too long. (laughs) Too old.